When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're looking for week one fantasy football rankings, we got you. Quarterback and tight end coming up right now. TFA fam, welcome in. It is finally upon us. Week one is here. It is time to throw away the mocks and all that stuff. It is time to set lineups. It's time to start the trash talking. It's here, man. Tonight, we are going to go through our quarterback and tight end rankings. Really quickly, I just want to mention this. Stay tuned at the end because we will have our, our weekly schedule for you guys, but we know you want to get right into it. So, Kev, let's just go ahead and jump into our top 12 quarterback rankings for Week one, you have it Mahomes, Lamar, Kyler, Hertz, Russ Wilson, Josh Allen at six, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, Herbert, and Matthew Stafford at 12. And I have Brady at one, Kyler Murray at two, Mahomes at three, Hertz at four as well. We both have Russ at five, Dak, Josh Allen, Ryan Tannehill, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson. I have all the way down at 10, Matthew Stafford, and then Justin Herbert at 12. So whenever you're going through your top 12, how did you pull these out? What what guys are you interested in? Who is hardest for you to rank? You know, th- things like that. Talk to the folks. Yeah, I mean, so for one, I mean, week one is always the hardest because we just don't really have any data to go off of, right? Everything's all of what happened last year or kind of kind of how you felt about these guys heading into the process. But I think for me, it was pretty simple, at least at the top. I mean, Patrick Mahomes going against Cleveland. This is a home game for them. Uh, rematch of the playoffs last year. And so, I mean, it's really hard to not ever put Mahomes at one. Uh, and this week is no different. Lamar Jackson at two going against this Raiders defense. Yes, the Raiders defense is going to be a little bit better than what it was last year. But I'm still not all that concerned with it. Lamar Jackson is still going to get his. And for the, for the most part, they're going to have most of their weapons uh, in the passing game outside of Rashad Bateman. Uh, Kyler Murray at three, simple for me. Jalen Hurts is probably going to be the one for both of us that people are going to look at this and be like, whoa, Jalen Hurts at four? Are you kidding me? Listen, this is a fantastic no, matchup. It is it is one of the best is one of the highest totals on the slate in terms of uh, where Vegas has this game and I just I absolutely love this game altogether. You know, fire up your Eagles, fire up your Falcons this week because I think this is uh, this this matchup could be a, a absolute barn burner shootout. And so I love Jalen Hurts. You know, the offense is is, is relatively healthy. The offensive line is healthy. We know he possesses 100, 100 rushing yards every time he steps foot on the field because of how dynamic he is as a runner. So I love this matchup. I love Jalen Hurts this week. So. If you draft Jalen Hurts, this is a great week to, you know, to start things off with him. You know, from there is Russell Wilson, uh, Josh Allen. Now, we do have a few different major differences. One of them, I want you to tell me why you have Lamar Jackson as low as you do. But uh, before you do, because you also have another one that's may, uh, where we have a pretty big gap is, is where you have Tom Brady at one and I have Tom Brady at seven. Now, for me, Tom Brady, this is a good matchup against Dallas, no doubt. I mean, Dallas's defense isn't anything to be worried about, and it is a Thursday night game on the road. But – for me, like just the guys that I have ranked ahead of them, it's you know all guys that have rushing upside, right? And so for me, it just makes it really hard to put a guy like Tom Brady over them. I still think Tom Brady's a great play this week. Make no mistake, especially going against Dallas. But just putting him at one is pretty spicy. 
So I, I want you to tell me why you have those two where you have them. So for Lamar, it's it's simple. I just like the the other guys ahead of him a little bit better. I know he possesses that that rushing upside, same way with Jalen Hurts, where he can rush for over 100 yards every single time he steps on the field. We, we also haven't seen Lamar with these pass catchers for the, the full offseason because we have to remember the receivers were hurt a bunch. Lamar was on the COVID list again. So I And I, I do think that the the secondary is the Raiders' weak spot, right? They they brought in a lot of pieces I like on their front seven, so I think they could contain him. Lamar's still going to get his, but it's just a, a case for me that I like some of those other matchups better. And with Brady at one, I think he absolutely dissects this defense and just absolutely crushes them. The Cowboys' front seven is probably their strong suit, and their secondary just absolute poo-poo doo-doo butter. So I think he just absolutely cruises through, cuts through them. And I think Dak is going to be able to do enough that they're not just going to be able to rely on, you know, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette to, to bleed out the clock and do that sort of thing. I think we see Brady come out and just absolutely crush this defense. That's why I have him at one. Like, I'm not going to be surprised if he goes for 350 and four, something like that. I, I think he just absolutely destroys this Cowboys defense. So that's why I have him up there one. And then all the other ones below him, uh, you know, the, the Cleveland defense, I think they keep this a little bit. Mahomes still going to get his top. I uh, have him top three, but I, I think the, the Cleveland defense looks good enough on paper that I think is going to be a little bit closer than what I think a lot of people are going to expect from this matchup. And then Dak was the guy who I kept going back and forth on. But like I said, I, I think that the, Tampa Bay secondary is probably it's it's if it's flip flop for the two right. I think the Tampa Bay secondary is their weak point, and their front seven is obviously completely full of studs and that and very stout up front. And then Josh Allen, I kind of went back and forth on as well. Ryan Tannehill, I obviously really like, and I think that I think that matchup is super sneaky with with Arizona and Tennessee. And then outside of that, Stafford and Herbert, we have at eleven and twelve, kind of flip flop there. But that's just – I really wasn't sure what to do with that that Rams-Chicago matchup. And I do think that, you know, with Herbert going up against the defense, he's going up. That's uh, that's one of the, I guess, matchups that I'm most interested in just watching. But I'm not entirely sure how fantasy-friendly that one's going to be. Week one's tough because, like we said, we don't really know what to expect from, from some of these from these defenses. A lot of these yeah. defenses have changed, have improved. Because, like, I, I was I was looking at some of this stuff. I mean, if you look at, like, for example, you know, some things that I know to be true, like Atlanta, right? Atlanta's defense is still going to be trash there. They did really nothing to improve it. Last year they gave up uh, – they allowed the most passing yards to opposing quarterbacks and the second most touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks. And I don't think anything's really going to change there. So that's why I, I like Jalen Hurts where I do. But the rest of these guys, like – Outside of like, because for me, Justin Herbert is kind of a question mark this week because the Washington defense has the potential to be a top three defense this year. Their their front seven is absolutely uh, just a nightmare to deal with. Now, I will say, obviously, the Chargers have upgraded their offensive line. That's one of the biggest strong suits. So it's going to be it's a good test early on to see where this offensive line is. However, I think it takes some time for especially a new offensive line to really kind of gel and, and kind of. Uh, you know, get it, get it really turn into a cohesive unit. So I, I do have some concern and I am a, myself a Justin Herbert owner. And so I myself am like, ah, man, I've, I've, I've caught myself peering into the, 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 the free agency market just for this week to see what's out there because this is a tough matchup. Like this is not 
just some walk in the park. I think for here on out, I think you feel absolutely 100% confident starting Justin Herbert. But for this one week, I think there's a little bit of hesitancy because anytime you're playing a defense like this Washington football team, and they even got better. I mean, they added William Jackson yeah. in the offseason as well. And, and so, I mean, Kendall Fuller. Davis, yeah. the first round pick. Yes, and so this defense is going to be nothing, uh, no joke. And so Justin Herbert is a very, you know, it's, it, he could be a guy who maybe only gets you fourteen fantasy points this week. And so, with that being said, let's, let's move on to some of these other guys. Like, what what quarterbacks yeah. would you feel comfortable starting this week in terms of you know some of those guys that uh, are widely available on waivers that somebody could go pick up, or even if you're a, a guy who maybe you waited on quarterback and you didn't get one of these top guys, and so maybe you drafted a, a Joe Burrow who my myself, I am not that high on this week. I actually am significantly lower. I have met 19. And so I'm basically I'm I'm at 18. I'm telling you not to play them. So who are some guys that you would uh, want to play or pick up? So the, the guys that I have right above him, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think is obviously in play going up against Detroit. The only worry you have there is how often is he going to be asked to throw. And then it's but like something to keep an eye on too is Brandon Ayuk. I think if Ayuk is out, I'd probably bump uh, Garoppolo down just because there's there's really not going to be any rush for them to throw Ayuk in this line if, if that hamstring is still bothering him. But ahead of him, Carson Wentz, I would play Matt Ryan. I would play Darnold, I think, is is also in play. You got the revenge game going, to get, going up against the Jets. You know, they got rid of uh, Bless Austin, which I didn't think that they had the, the luxury to do to get rid of one of those corners, but they did. So... Darnold, I, I think, is in play as well. Uh, were there any other options that I did not mention that that you like? Like you know, besides the other guys you mentioned, like I, I have to emphasize again, Sam Darnold is one hundred percent in play. Like I know it doesn't feel good. It's one of those like, ah, man, I don't really feel good about this. It's Sam Darnold, right? Like, but. It's going against the Jets. There is the revenge game narrative, but all the weapons are there. He is surrounded by the best offense he's ever been around, and it's not even close. And so, listen, and this offense is probably going to be the much more fast-paced as well. Like, that's something else we should talk about with this offense because last year they were near the bottom in terms of pace last year. But I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that, one, the weapon, the the team that they had, but mainly because Joe Brady and this coaching staff – was was new, right? And so it was their first year, much like we saw with Cliff Kingsbury, his first year. I think they were like 17th or 18th in pace, but you know, in the next year they jumped all the way up to uh, second, right? And again, last year they were second in pace. Like I think you could very much see that, which is just great for fantasy, uh, you know, points, anyways. And so I do like him quite a bit. The other one I think is Kirk Cousins. If he's out there, if he's if he's available, I mean, they're going against Cincinnati no, no, again, and not a defense you're really all that concerned with. There is some concern. That you know that they get up quickly and Mike Zimmer just does what Mike Zimmer does. Like there's, I remember like I don't think it was last year, but I think it was the year before. I, I can't remember where like he had like the start of the season off. He threw like 13 attempts and then it was like 18 yeah. attempts. Like that's well in the range of possibility. Okay, because if they can get up early, they're gonna run the football. They're not gonna pass, and that's the only frustrating part with Minnesota. You have to hope that. That, that Cincinnati can at least keep this game close or, or else they are going to just completely go run heavy. And so that's why I'm not as high, high on him. But I do think also Ryan Fitzpatrick and Big Ben are both options as well. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go ahead and move on to tight end. We'll start to wrap this up. We're just going to go through our top 12 here. Hopefully you don't have to stray away from any of these top 12 guys we're about to mention because it gets ugly out there and it gets ugly quick. But Kev, you have it. Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, TJ Hawkinson, Logan Thomas, Kyle Pitts at eight, Johnny Smith, Noah Fant, Tyler Higby, and then Big Bobby Tanyan to round out your top 12. And then I have a Kelsey Kittle. I have Pitts at three, Waller four, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, Logan Thomas, Robert Tanyan, Johnny Smith, and Mike Gesicki at 12. So like I said, man, pretty pretty cut and dry. We have a lot of the same guy, just in a couple different orders. I guess to, to start things off here, the thing I have to ask you is why do you hate Kyle Pitts so much? Uh, it's not that I hate him. It's just there's a few of these dudes that I just uh, think are in just great spots. For one, uh, let's talk about Dallas Goddard. Like I have Dallas Goddard ahead of him. And Atlanta last year was terrible against tight end positions. Surprise, surprise. They allowed the fifth most uh, receiving yards to tight ends and, and the fourth most touchdowns to the position last year and so i i do and they, again they didn't really do anything to address that i think dallas goddard you know if i love jalen hurts then i have to love some of these pass catchers as well and the two that i love the most are dallas goddard and Devonte smith when we get to wide receivers you know when we whenever you guys check that video out uh you'll see where i have him and i think we were both uh pretty high on Devonte smith this week but i'm also really high on on dallas goddard just because of the matchup that he's in so i love him and then, you know, uh, TJ Hawkinson, he's, again, he's the only guy in town. He's probably going to see 8 to 10 targets here uh, in this matchup against San Francisco. And so it's hard not to have him there. But for me, it's really close because, I mean, even Logan Thomas, I think, is in the conversation with these guys to be in that next tier past Darren Waller. Because uh, to me, uh, Andrews, Goddard, Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts, and Logan Thomas are all kind of in the same tier for me this week. I, I could kind of shuffle them around and I'd be okay with it. I, I do think Logan Thomas deserves to be in this conversation as well in terms of just a pass catcher. Because one, I don't, I mean, Curtis Samuel may play this week. I know that they said that they're expecting him to play, but we'll see. So that kind of uh, waters things down a little bit in terms of the available pass catchers that they have there. And so I think Logan Thomas is locked into a pretty heavy target share, at least for this one week. And I don't, I'm not really all that scared of the matchup against the Chargers. So I like him, but you know, I do like Kyle Pitts, but I'm not, I, I'm not there to put him up the top three quite yet. We have to see how this thing plays out a little bit for him. With what you were saying about Dallas Goddard and his matchup, you could say the same thing for, for Kyle Pitts. Philly was dreadful against the tight end. That's something that has plagued them for the past couple of seasons. I think Pitts, the, the reason why we've liked him all offseason, the same thing is, is true for week one. It's going to be Calvin Ridley and then Kyle Pitts. It's, so he's going to be second in line for targets. Matchup is on his side. So I, I really like him. And I, man, I hope we have his coming out party just week one, just coming out and just smashing right off the bat. Is there anybody right outside of this top 12 range that that you like? Anyone who has you interested? Uh, I think there's a few. Uh, One, I I did want to mention Tyler Higby as as somebody that you should definitely want to play this week. The Bears were terrible last year against the tight end position as well. They were top five in touchdowns allowed, as well as yards to tight ends last year. So some other guys that I think that are interesting this week is is Gerald Everett. I I do think that he has some appeal this week going against Indy. I really like that game as well as a game I think has some shootout potential. From there, like... It's tough because, like, there's guys that we like, but I I don't know if I feel comfortable enough to start him this week. Like, you have, like, Cole Komet, who who I do really like. Not a great matchup. Going against the you know the Rams and everything, and then you know Anthony Furcher, I think is is somebody. You know, there's one other guy that like that I wanted to get your thoughts on, and that's OJ Howard, right? 
you know, if you remember a few years ago, I mean, it was the OJ Howard hype express. Like everyone, his rookie yeah. year was him, David and Joku, right? And I believe Evan Ingram, right? All came out in the same class and everybody was super excited about OJ Howard. And OJ Howard has flashed, but he's just never been able to put it all together. Injuries have really killed him. But there's been a lot, there's been some buzz around OJ Howard this, this, this offseason and that he's going to have a significant role in this offense. I don't know how much more of a significant role you could get with already having the three wide receivers, already having Gronk. But what I could see, though, is him playing more snaps than Rob Gronkowski and really kind of just utilizing Gronk Gronkowski as sort of a situational guy and trying to get him to the playoffs, right? Like, you don't need to rush Rob Gronkowski out there and have him play 80% of the snaps. Like, I could see Rob Gronkowski playing. 40% of the snaps throughout the year, and they just kind of use them in certain situations. So I do think O.J. Howard is somebody that's a little bit interesting as well. Yeah, I, I think he could be, but a lot of what you just laid out, like where is all that opportunity going to come from? And I think specifically in this matchup, the Cowboys have the athletes in their linebacking core to be able to match up pretty well with O.J. Howard, especially coming, off, coming out of the injury that he's coming off of as well. So – Week one, you know, I'm going to be interested in watching and seeing how he's used and how he looks. It's just super crowded in that room right now. And then Cam Brait has, you know, shows up every once in a while as well. So somebody for me that if like if you waited really long, maybe you took Evan Ingram, you don't want to play him week one. I think Austin Hooper could be interesting. You know, we, we talked about Baker Mayfield already. And with William Gay going on on IR, they only have Hitchens as as one of their middle linebackers. I think Hooper could be somebody who who might pop. Like Blake Jarwin, I guess you could throw in there. You know, you want to talk about the hype train last year? Look no further than Blake Jarwin. But same way with uh, the Cowboys linebackers, Tampa Bay has the linebackers to be able to match up pretty well with Jarwin as well. So. Like I said, hopefully you have one of these top 12 guys. Any questions you have, drop them in the comments. Jump in the Discord. Ask us over there. We're always uh, always available to help you guys out. So let us know what you thought about us doing quarterback and tight end together. It's something we're, we're trying out. Last year we split them up. So if you like quarterback and tight end together, if you want to see them in separate videos, let us know. And then real quickly, I just did want to tell you guys about the schedule that we have. Sunday mornings going forward, we will have a live show for Start and Set. Wednesday evenings as well. We'll be going live. Going to have ranking videos coming out, start sets, streams, all that stuff for you. So, again, any questions you have, join us live. Drop them in the comments. Hit the Discord. There's there's no reason why you can't ask us a question. We are going to be everywhere for you guys this year. So, please be sure to hit that subscribe button. We've been getting a bunch recently, so we definitely want to get your feedback as well. Until the next time, we'll see you on the next one. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.